Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Survivor Now podcast. Today, we have another incredible guest, as we do like every Monday. I wish it was under better circumstances, but I am joined by Rachel Golding, the 14th runner-up, otherwise known as the fourth castaway, eliminated from Survivor UK. Rachel, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am doing incredible. So I, I just saw the episodes last night. I got home super late, so I had to power them through. And we're gonna get, I'm gonna, we're gonna get through it on this on this show today about how shocked I was about your elimination. But let's <laughs> let's start let's start more on a positive note. Uh, how was it watching the season back? And then did you do anything special for your elimination episode? Did you have the family around, friends? How did you enjoy the viewing? Uh, so. It's weird watching it back, obviously, like I'll, I'll be out with friends in the morning and they'll be messaging me going, oh my God, I'm on the telly. I had breakfast for you this morning. So it, it is it is a bit surreal, but I'm like, I don't even look like that. Do I, do I look like that? Oh no. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was going to say, you're sporting the, the fur sweater today, like looking stylish. You came prepared. <laughs> oh, <sorry. Yeah. laughs> no, it was, it was just so shocking watching it back last night seeing the vote turn to you because i remember watching the episode and i'm like okay this should be an easy vote it should be shy and then i start hearing your name get thrown out and i'm like no there's absolutely no way this is happening right now can you walk us through what kind of led to your elimination from from your side of things um so kind of i got a, a gist uh, with a chat with Nathan that my name was thrown in with Jess um, that Shire wasn't what he wanted to do. Um, and so I was like, hold on a minute. I just had a conversation with him. Like, what's going down? <laughs> so we did have a conversation before we'd gone um, to tribal. So I knew that it was a possibility that he would come out. And the fact that then Tanike and Nathan couldn't even look me in the eye, mm. um, which you know, we spoke all the times that that's just odd in general. So yeah, I kind of, and I'd said to Jess, you know, this is not going how we think he's going. And she's like, no, I was like, I'm telling you, it's, I'm going. She's like, no, don't be silly. Don't be silly. And lo and behold, here I am. Well, quite we, surprised, you know, who brought the name up. It is, it was just so shocking to watch it all play out. We saw you at tribal council stand up from the edit side of things. We saw you stand up. You gave Jess a hug. I believe you gave, uh, who's the other one you gave a hug? Was it Matt or Matt? Yep. It was Matt. And then did you go to Nathan and Tanuki or was it like, no, they're not looking me in the eye. Like walk us through that experience. Yeah. You're not looking me in the eye. You don't even deserve a hug. Like you could have just been honest. My game was honest. If they wanted mm -hmm. to vote for me, they could have just said, this is why we want to go vote for you. But they wasn't. Um, and I think I think she hit the nail on the head. I wasn't, you know, one of them people that would just go, you got to vote for this. And I would do it. it it's just not me. I would, I didn't want to vote Lilani, didn't want to vote Shy. Um, and I knew something was up with Lawrence doing that long walk when we found out that mm. Ren had smaller fish offered because we wasn't told about a smaller fish. So there was obviously something going on and that kind of, hit home to me. And then obviously in that last challenge, Lawrence dropped Nathan. I held him up 20 foot in the air by myself. Um, he couldn't make it across the balance beam. Um, I mean, I know Jess couldn't either, but there's no way I was voting Jess. So 
Yeah. No, I mean, describe to us before we get to like Lawrence and the fish situation, describe to us that relationship between you and Jess on the Island, because this is something we always wish we could see more of. We wish we could see more in the edit of things like these bonds that form these relationships yeah. that form out there. So what was that relationship that you had with Jess out there? I mean, I had good, we all had good relationships. Like when you sleep in that close to each other, I had Tanuko one side. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> and, and Nathan across the top of us all. So we all had really good relationships. But we, me and Jess were so different, but yet very, very much alike. Um, and I just love that girl. I just love being around her energy, her personality. You know, I think I can calm her in a way that she doesn't calm herself um, and give her that sense of grounding. Um, and I think that's just why we connected really we just over this the most silly things like we just used to laugh all the time like there's there's a picture of um tanuka doing yoga on the beach with lawrence and matty and they were like do you want to come and we were like no we're just laughing on the bed we're just on the bed <laughs> laughing at the most stupid things and um and that was just our relationship really we just we just bonded from from the get-go um and i just adore her i really do just adore her i mean and i love i love them all but She's my PJ. She's my princess Jess. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. So I can't speak from experience. I haven't been out on the Island, but I, I said this in a, another interview. I feel like it's so important out there to have someone really close to you that you can laugh with. And especially out there when you're trying to pass the time and everything, I imagine that is super important. I do want to get to when the game started, Calatin got off to a very quick losing like streak a little bit I think first three challenges, especially that first challenge was so difficult to lose with the supplies and everything that was at stake. So how were those first couple days on the Island and how prepared were you to go out there and survive in the actual game of survivor? I mean, it, it was hard. Like no one could say it wasn't that I was surviving on a piece of coconut this big each day oh. that, and water. That's all I had. You know, we found sugar cane, that is not for me in the slightest. Uh, Nathan loved that. That gave him a little bit more energy. Um, but it, it's, it takes its toll. Like you, you, you having lack of sleep, lack of food, no warmth because we had no fire. So our clothes were still, you know, reasonably minging most of the time. Yeah. So <laughs> it, just take, it just takes its toll. And then you're standing there in midday sun doing this challenge and you're putting everything. And I mean, you're literally just throwing your bodies into this. You, as, as you can see, I do all the time. And you just get injured and you just, I mean, people faint. Like they just don't want to give up because that could be what's home. You gave up, we're getting sending you home. And that could be what happens. Well, I definitely like never saw you being the type of person that would give up. But I am curious, was there ever a time out on the island that you were like, Rachel, what are you doing out here right now? Did that ever hit you while you were out there? First couple days or maybe a little bit later on? A little bit later on, I woke up one day. I'm, I, I, I'm trying to think when it was. There was probably like day seven or eight. Okay. Up and we'd had a storm the night before, so we were soaked and so didn't really sleep. And then, you know, sunrise, get up, get ready. Same monotonous routine of, you know, cook the food, get ready for the challenge, go, go, go. And, you know, you go off on long walks to have a conversation about, you know, what what's happened for the day, how you're feeling. And I was just like, he sat me in the midday sun. I just burst into tears. He's like, I'm not in the sun. He's like, what's wrong, Rachel? 
<laughs> that's it. I just don't want to sit in the sun. I can imagine that going down. Like, it's okay. It's okay. We can literally just go over. Just over there by the tree. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think no one would blame you, though. Yeah. I think absolutely no one with everything you had to go through, like while being out there. Um, another reason I don't see you being the type of person that would ever give up is you were a challenged beast. I remember saying one of the one that of the first me. one of the first like recap podcasts that we did covering the episodes. I said, yo, can we just acknowledge Rachel for a minute and how much she's killing it in these challenges? I remember one uh, particular challenge is the one where you slid down and you had to race to that um, like ball and then get it to the other side. And you just kind of like stepped right past your opponent and just streaked <laughs> to the finish line. <laughs> yeah. And it just never stopped. So Rachel, we need to know for every, you know, future fan who wants to go on Survivor, what is the secret? What what made you so good at these challenges? I mean, I've, I've always been quite sporty. I've played football all my life. Um, I've done rugby last year. Fractured five ribs, but I did do rugby. And the training is very good. But it's just confidence in yourself. I think if you really physically can believe that you can do it, like I know in myself, I would have beat Chris off that pontoon. Mm-hmm. 100% I would have beat him off that I, I, I am not just saying this I was taking you the moment I saw that final battle which that's something that's something we don't get in Survivor US we don't get like male versus you, mm-hmm. you know the woman dynamic and we love that because we're like there's every reason that a woman can go up there and beat a man and when I saw that final battle I said I looked at my friend and I said I think Rachel has this I uh, think she's going to take it Chris says it as well. Like, <laughs> you would have you would have taken me down. And but because I felt really bad, like with Ashley, I was like, I didn't even really push. And I just thought, oh, I can't hit her. Like it, it was just horrible, really. You were like, give me this challenge. <laughs> so when when they said like we want you to go up again, and I was like, okay, but you know they're not gonna pick one of the girls, or you know, anyone that's is gonna be the likelihood gonna be Lauren, uh, Chris, sorry. And um, yeah, it it was, and I was just like, yes, this is what I want. This is what I want to prove. I want to show them all I can do this. Um, so, yeah, and then douche. I <laughs> so, think, well, I think it was, I think it was the close-up shot that really got me. You had the fire in your eyes, and I was like, oh, this is, this is not good, Chris. Like, run away now while you can. <laughs> but we do have to talk about that, that headbutt. So I saw the way you described it. The two bags came together, and then they just kind of slid off each other. He's went that way, mm. moment that way. I was, I mean, the Survivor UK editing team made sure we saw it because I was like, oh my gosh, that looks terrible. I Like, hopefully they're okay. <laughs> I imagine they have to be okay with the fact they're actually showing it. But you basically saw Chris's teeth go right into your forehead. Mm-hmm. Walk us through that experience. Because one, that had to be terrifying. Two, you're probably thinking about, do I have a concussion or not? Like, what was that whole experience like dealing with that? Because it was a pretty nasty gash. So the headbutt itself, I thought he crushed his nose. That the crunch that you hear. Oh, yeah. I thought it was his nose. I thought, oh, and I go to him, you're aggress. Because I thought his <laughs> nose broke. Um, and then I heard someone say there was blood. And I was like, Chris, is your nose bleeding? And he was like, no, that's you. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's me. Look at the so yeah, so the medical staff were amazing. Um, 
I wanted to go back on, massively wanted to go back on. Um, but I think that the whole worry and concern if I had concussion because I was dizzy and I had a headache, um, if I took another hit to the head or if it got made, if it, you know, a hit made it worse of a cut, it was um, a concern. And I think, you know, they called it right, but I really, really wanted to go back on so bad. <laughs> That so made bad. me that made me even more excited for the season as a whole. Just seeing like cuz you had the bandaid on your on your forehead and yeah. I was like if she wasn't bad a enough like this is like oh watch out this season which made me even more <laughs> sad to see you go. You guys That's, did how yeah. <laughs> You guys did however get the comfort items. Joel walks up to the camp. You're the first one. Oh my gosh, jumping in his arms pretty much. <laughs> it was wonderful to watch. I would do the same thing for chocolate milk. Yes, please. So that had to be one of the highlights of the season. Walk us through getting that reward. When you guys saw him coming up, that had to be such an incredible feeling, getting pillows, getting a mattress, I believe. How nice was that stuff? I think in general, I think overall, I think when people say about the chocolate milk, yeah, that was lovely. But we needed those mattresses so bad. The bed was horrific. It, yes, it stayed up. We got it to finally stay up. So that was benefit. When you got Nathan land on bits and they're cracking and breaking all the time. It's a it big ball. <laughs> yeah. Just yes, yes, it's stand up. But there was not enough foliage to make it nice and comfortable underneath. So you're just like sleep. Oh, just, mm. oh, every single minute of sleeping was just agony I think for everybody um so yeah I think they were a blessing in disguise and the chair we just we just took the chair off to the beach and we just sit there I was gonna say were you guys fighting over the chair was it like a rotation system hey Nathan it's your turn you got five minutes buddy now, Nathan was never allowed to sit on it he might break it Oh, oh no, don't do my guy like that, man. Oh, that's funny. See, those are the... you can sit anywhere and be like, oh, that's broke. Yep. That... <laughs> yeah. We need the secret scenes of Survivor UK. How did we not see that? <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Um, what going back to the Lawrence situation, when you brought it up earlier, Lawrence brings back this massive fish, and he pretty much tells you guys straight up this is how it went down. We had a big fish, we had a medium fish, and then we had a potato. I believe he told the no, entire he didn't say medium fish. He only said okay, fish. I couldn't remember if he said everything. Just yeah, the big fish and the potato. Yeah. Um, so how skeptical were you when he came I back with the story? Face and I just go, mm, yeah, I don't know if I believe that because like normally they have three options. So normally there is three options. Um so to to me, I was a bit like, hmm. I'll just enjoy this fish at the moment. We'll, we'll see how the fish goes down and go from there. But then from the day after that, he started taking naps in the caves, long walks on his own in the mornings. And I just thought, something don't sit right with me. Um, but lo and behold, he did actually tell Shai and Tanuke that there was another option. And we only found out about that when they said Ren had a smaller fish. So we were like, was there a smaller fish? And <laughs> it, it there was, was a lot of like cross tribal conversations about exactly what there was at the outpost. Um, mm -hmm. You bring up the uh, Tanuki and we've been talking about her and um, oh my gosh, I just drew a blank on his name. The, the big, yeah. the big guy. I just, 
Nathan, thank you. Oh my gosh, it was just like a brain fart moment. I'm like we've been talking about him the entire time, just whoosh right over the head. Um, <laughs> describe uh, your relationship with them. You can wrap in Jess as well. We talked about her earlier. Was that a solid alliance heading up to that tribal council where it kind of, was that a bigger flip than what we could see? Because it seemed like, especially moving forward in the next episode, it seemed like that was a tight group. You, Jess, Nathan, Tanuke. So it might've been more of a surprising vote off than us, the fans got from a perspective. Um, to, to be fair, we were all tight knit. So, but in mm -hmm. what we thought was our alliance, Mike, me and Jess, what was our alliance was Tanika, Nathan, Matty, myself, and Jess. Um, so Matty kind of swayed with what he wanted to do. I swayed with what I wanted to do. Nathan and T would normally do the same, what their vote was. Um, and at the, the little, when we get back, we'd had a rain, a downpour the night before. My first focus was we need to fix that roof. We don't get in until really late after tribal. Whatever happens, we need to fix this roof. If it rains tonight, we're screwed again. Um, so I go straight in to try and fix this roof. Um, don't really scramble, but everyone else is scrambling. And I'm like, just, hmm, okay. What's going little, on here? Yeah. yeah, I have a little conversation with Lawrence. And I'm like, okay, it's sticking to Shire. They're sticking to Shire. Okay, we'll, we'll, what if Shire's got an idol? Um, and Jess says, I think we need to split the votes, da, da, da. So we talk to Nathan and Nathan goes, well, Lawrence has said it's between you and Jess. And I'm like, huh? what now? <laughs> what now? <laughs> um, but, you know, everyone scrambles, everyone's saying all these different names. And obviously we, I probably wasn't as close to Lawrence as I was to others. So maybe, you know, he did put that forward, but I was close to Matty and he did say my name. So you just don't know if it's got a flip and mm -hmm. games have got to be played and you've got to take out the players when you can. And if they felt that that was the time to take me out, then good for them, really, because it worked. Um, and there's, there's, it's hard because I expected more from Nathan and T. I I expected them to tell me um, because they knew I was all about the honesty game. And, mm -hmm. you know, if it comes down to it being me, then it being me. And I get that people don't tell you. But a little heads up would have been nice. But the fact that they couldn't even look me in the eyes was a big enough sign for me. Yeah, it would have been made it so much easier on you just to be like, hey, this is where the votes are going. We can't really do anything about it. Um, but your confessional, your final confessional was iconic. I'll say that. Obviously, they saw me as a threat, so they got rid of the threats. And I absolutely loved it. I was like, yes. While you walked out the door, I was like, yes, tell them, Rachel. Yes. Um, <laughs> the last question we always love to ask here on the show is, what do you take away from this experience as a whole? You were out there, I believe, 12 days. Don't don't quote me on 13 that. Days. 13, 13 days. days. Yeah, I don't want to sell you short. 13 days you were out there. <laughs> what do you take away from the experience as a whole? And if you got the call, would you go back out there and play again? That's a silly question. The answer is yes, all day long. That's the it right, was, the right answer. Yeah, it was the most amazing experience. Like you are never, I'm never going to experience the same level of that again because I'm more aware of what you have to do and how things are planned and how things are scheduled to fit in and what you need to do to get further in the game. And then the trust issues and the whole game playing, you're more aware and alert to them being around you so if you did go back in it would never be the same experience but it 
it was amazing. Just everything, the cast, the crew, the production staff, the medical team. I just, I'm so grateful to every single one of them for giving me the opportunity and having those memories and allowing my children to see that anything is possible if you just apply yourself to do it. You can just go and achieve these things, like mad things. I, I'm, I'm a 40-year-old mum from Winstable that it, this is not normal. And I have thoroughly enjoyed every minute, every minute, even the scars and injuries. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say, I don't know if, if enough people have told you, you should be proud. You like killed it out there. And while I hope we can meet one day, you will never meet me on the other side of a sumo ring, Rachel. I can promise <laughs> that I am going to, I can take my wins and my losses and I'm not even going to attempt it, but thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. Best of luck with everything and hope we can chat again soon, Rachel. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yep. Have a good one.